This episode is brought to you by CEP Compression Australia. CEP Compression Apparel gives the user more energy, greater endurance and enhanced performance during activities. Welcome to the Local Legends in Running podcast. We hear the stories from local legends of Australian running that you simply always wanted to hear. Today in episode 17, I interview Brisbane's Cara Fianne Ryan. This is Cara's second time on the podcast as we review her experience specifically from the World Athletics Champs. She talks about her month leading up to the event where she had that space between the Oceania Champs and the World Champs itself. And then we talk about her days and the day of leading up into the event, the race itself, and the future for Cara in 2022. So, as always, sit back and relax and enjoy hearing from one of Australia's greatest up-and-coming female athletes. Hello, Cara. Welcome back. Thanks. Thanks for having me back. <laughs> no problems. We finally put this together. It's been a few weeks of organising. It's um, trying to get it at different times, but we are here on a Saturday, uh, 12.30 p.m. Yes, we made it. <laughs> Have you been out for a run this morning? Yeah, just a little run at um, Nunda, actually, before Bridge to Brisbane tomorrow. What about oh, you? Out my way. Um, yes, I'm also doing yes. the bridge to Brisbane. So I, yeah, I, I like to run the day before, but I, I just do like a four or five K usually with some strides. So I did that locally. Um, and yeah, yeah feeling pretty good for it. I was going to ask you actually at some point if you were doing the, the race of bridge to Brisbane tomorrow. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. It was just sort of seeing how I got back into running post worlds, but, um, yeah, I'm pretty keen to just see how I go so it wasn't necessarily it hasn't been a big target but um it's a fun race so I'm sure I'll have to go do all right <laughs> yeah our time goals for, for tomorrow more probably place goals than time um I'd like to think I'm in around 34 35 minute shape um but I've had pretty interrupted training since world so I'm not sure <laughs> hey I might be, I might be chasing to... you um yeah you go sorry no, I just I'm just more trying to chase a top three finish would be amazing. So yeah. <laughs> oh, that's excellent. Yeah, I might be chasing you similar to the Bert uh, annual Sandgate Park run a few months back. Yeah. Hopefully, I'm in a similar mark. But for you, um, as one of the ladies out there in a top three, would be excellent. Who else is uh, running? Do you know? Uh, I don't really know too many of the others running. I know Sammy Phillips is running. Yeah. Um, but other than that. Not a hundred percent sure. It's always a bit of a mystery with road races. I think you just show up and see yeah. who's on the start line. <laughs> I was just thinking that. Yeah, it's so dependent on who actually arrives. And Bridge to Brisbane can be yeah. quite varied with that. Hey, um, but yeah, the, I guess can, the purpose yeah. of having you back here um, on the podcast is to have a bit of a recap of the World Champs. Um, but before we get there, I've seen you run that great court race out at UQ, um, and I'm just interested yeah. to hear. I'm sure there are others interested to hear about 
how that works because um, if if you're in any position that I am, I just see photos pop up on social media, uh, which look pretty cool and interesting about how it works. So just tell us about your experience yeah. at the Great Court Race. Yeah, it's actually a really cool race and I didn't know about it until I actually started uni at UQ. So I totally understand why people might not know what it is. Um, but effectively, like if you've ever been to the UQ campus, there's this um, big court in the middle and it's a big group of sandstone buildings and there's like a 600 metre lap around the inside of the buildings. Um, so you're running like on the sandstone in between all the really nice pillars. Um, but the great court race is one lap and they'll only let four people in the males and the females compete. So you do like a trial uh, like a time trial and the four best times sort of go through. So you just, you run individually for the time trial and then the four best times get to run in the great court race, um, which was on Tuesday. Okay. So how long's a lap and how long is the race uh, in total distance? So it's 636 metres in yeah. distance. That's pretty yeah. short. Um, that's it. Just one, one lap, 636 metres. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's meant to be based off um I mean I can't remember the exact name of it, but in at Cambridge University there's like a very similar type of race, um where it's like it and it's it's just been going on for decades, um so it's just a very prestigious whole legacy of a race I guess that has just hung around for all these years. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool. Um, and you have to be a student, right, at the university at most of these events. Yeah, so you just have to be an undergraduate student. That's the only requirement, yeah. Okay, so tell me, were you uh, an older lady against the others in your race or were you a similar age to them? Yeah, so I think, I, I don't know their ages, but they're, I think the three of them were first years. So I think they'd be about 18, yeah. 19. So okay. definitely, <laughs> definitely a bit older. That you are still very young in your early 20s, but yeah, I'm just having yeah. a joke about the fact that, yeah, you would have been racing against possibly 18-year-olds yeah. out there. Um, no, that's Absolutely, really cool. yeah. <laughs> and you've taken, you've taken the win there. Um, so did you work out your relevant pace over 636 metres? Like how do you draw any yeah. uh, any relevance to the to the run in terms of like comparing it to an 800 or something? Yeah, I mean, it's such an unusual distance for me because I never run it. Um, but last year, because I did the race last year as well, and it was just before I ran my PB for the steeplechase. So I was in like pretty fast form then. And I ran a minute 45. So that's like just under like probably 250 something per K pace. Um, and then this year I ran 148. So I was only a few seconds off, which actually surprised me a bit. Um, but it's a little bit slow because you have to do these really sharp turns. So at like two of the corners, the first corner you go around, which is probably only like 150 meters in, you do like a more than 90 degree turn. Um, which I'm not great at corners because <laughs> I'm quite tall um, and I'm not the most agile, even though I run steeple, but that's a very straight line. So uh, I definitely lose at least two or three seconds there. And then same with the other corner, it's like probably like a 70 degree turn. So like you just you have to like really force yourself around it. Yeah. Yeah. So very different to a track. Yeah. You can't, yeah. you can't literally go full gas and just keep the rhythm. You've got no. to sort of, a slop around those corners 
yeah exactly so yeah I, I just kind of my, my tactic was just to go out pretty hard in the first hundred and try and be the first one to the corners which I did that so that was my only um tactic but there's there's been some like really close races in the past with like um I remember one I watched a few years ago with Callum Davies and Max White Oak and Ben Gibson and like it was next level those three guys like going at it around these corners was pretty hectic <laughs> Yeah, some pretty big uh, Brisbane running names there in that pack. And yeah. um, I'm sure like having four runners is is possibly a health and safety thing out there. Definitely. Yeah, you couldn't have more than four <laughs> if like if you were all running together. Like yeah, if, yeah. if the race gets spread apart, it doesn't matter. But if you're all together, you couldn't have more. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, it's it's interesting to hear that. Yeah, so let's let's get to the uh the world chance, but a bit of background before we get there. So last time we spoke was uh, very recently after the Oceana Champs. And um, I guess you were obviously proud to have been there, but looking back, you probably re- would have reflected on that race um, as being one that you would have hoped to have been a bit quicker. Um, and then the the World Champs would have followed. So that, that was about, that was early June, wasn't it? With the Oceana Champs and then August for, for World Champs. Have I got that correct? It was actually July for World Champs. It was a very quick turnaround from when we spoke, yeah. Yeah, right. So was it about a month, literally a month? Yeah, pretty close to. Yeah, I raced um, on the 16th of July at Worlds. Yeah, okay. So let's talk about um, that space in between the Oceana champs and world champs being a month. Like what did you actually do in that time to kind of get back uh, in training, get the routine and and keep the fitness, but then also – um, how your taper looks as well in preparation for, and it was a 3,000 steeplechase that you only did, it, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, just the 3K steeple. So, yeah, I came off Oceana's and because it wasn't the fastest race, like I didn't feel like it had taken too much out of me, which was good. So I pretty much just went back to usual training after that. Mm. Um, and we did have like after, like the week after Oceana's, uh, we had a pretty good idea that I should stay in the rankings to be selected for Worlds, but we didn't actually find out until I think it was the 20, 25th or 26th of July. So it was very late in, sorry, in June, in June yeah, that we yeah. found that out. Yeah, yeah. So it was like the last week in June. Um, and was that all athletes and... across the board or was that specific to uh, your event or middle distance runners hearing of that so late? Yeah. So unless someone had run an automatic time um, or they'd won nationals with a qualifying time, they were the only people that knew for sure they were going. But um, most, I'd say probably 50% of the team were waiting to hear until the last week in, in June. So it was very late. Yeah, wow. So um, what did training then look like for you in those weeks after Oceana? Yeah, so it was probably only five weeks I think I had. So it wasn't long left in the in the training block per se. And obviously we expected to have to travel over to America, which there's a lot of time away from training associated with that and making sure you can get over jet lag. But post-Oceana's, I mean, the week straight after, we took it pretty easy. Um I still did the three sessions and longer runs outside of that, but it was more sort of aerobic or 
tempo threshold type work rather than hard track reps. Um, and then the following two weeks after that were more specific steeple sessions. So uh, as well as working on some, like we did a lot of fartleks before I left as well, like 25 minute monofartleks and stuff like that. That was really good just to really top up that endurance because we've been racing for so long. I've had been racing steeples since February. It was good to just do a bit more of a base work distance type sessions. Um, but then two weeks before my race in Eugene, I did a session at Sheldon with my group and we did a 2K steeple time trial over the water and the barriers and then a 10-minute break and then a 1K flat pretty much as fast as I could with the help of paces in and out. So, yeah, that was Yeah, right. What time? What time? Like, big... So for the 2K... I think I went through in 6.20, so right on that 3.10, yeah. sort of 9.30 pace. And then the 1K was 2.50 or 2.51, I think. can't quite remember, but I think I think that was around it. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. And and so with preparation for an event, like as you're getting closer to the 3,000 steeple, you mentioned like specific steeple chase sessions. Is that involving then? Uh, the steeples within them and do you start to like run more at the pace of the 3000 steeple specifically or is it uh, an addition to really fast up and like you said that endurance base to an aerobic base yeah so we we kind of like mix it in and out of sessions so usually like one session a week out of my three will be using the hurdles um, and we either use it for like maybe one 400 on one 400 off over hurdles and then flat so like working on hurdle speed and then flat speed but whenever I go over the hurdles um we're trying to go at steeplechase pace so about that nine minutes 30 like that's my that was my goal pace to sort of work that's what I'm working towards at the moment um so it's yeah mixing it up with that but Sometimes we change the amount of hurdles in a lap. Like we won't always put five out on the track. Like five is obviously what I normally go over in a steeplechase, but we might just put three out or four and that makes it a bit easier to hit paces if I'm a bit more tired and whatnot, or just depending on what we're working on in the session. But yeah, we'll do like 400s over hurdles, 800s, sometimes a K. Uh, that's probably the max that we do at once, um, usually once a week. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And any specific technique stuff that would involve like almost no aerobic? Like I've seen you in some of the social media posts doing like really, really sharp, short hurdle work across like 10 meters and that kind of thing. Is that is that still apparent yeah. in the training? Yeah. So usually once or maybe twice a week do a set of like 10, 15 minutes of hurdle drills and then that includes doing like some 60, 70 meter run throughs over one or two hurdles. Um, and that's definitely something we're going to work on a bit more for next season. Like at the moment, we've been using the same sort of hurdle drills for a few years. So I think we're going to try and mix it up for next year and try and work on a few things, that, some more technical stuff over the barriers. Like I've always been pretty fluent. So we haven't gotten too like specific on anything yet, but I think we will for next year. Um, work on a bit more technical stuff. 
Excellent. Uh, now, was it was everything smooth sailing too in that month? You didn't get sick, or there was no injury scares? It was all pretty, pretty clear. Yeah, thankfully it was uh, all smooth sailing. So I was very lucky to go into camp overseas and into the championships completely fine and injury free, and no no major concerns. That was good. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so um, tell us about the travel. So how much time did you have like prior to the event and what date was the event and date of like arrival over to Oregon in America? Yeah. Yeah. So I found out that I was in the team six days before I flew out. So I flew yeah. out on, yeah, it was that pretty day. intense. <laughs> yeah. So I flew out on, Monday the 4th of July and it's a it's a pretty big trip so you go Brisbane to LA and then we were going to a holding camp um for the whole team in so we flew into there so it was like just under 24 hours of travel and you pretty much arrive on the same day that you leave because you go back in time zones yeah um so then I had a week in Seattle (laughs) from there and then we flew to Eugene on about the 12th of July and I competed on the 16th so I had like just under two weeks in America before my race yeah wow it's a well and truly enough time to get through jet lag and and to kind of settle into the rhythm of training yeah yeah it was it was a good amount of time like you definitely probably took like five six days to really settle into the time zone um you feel a bit strange um but it was really good to just be a part of the team environment and get to meet everyone before going into Eugene because Eugene was pretty full on because all the countries are staying together and it was a um, hectic environment whereas Seattle was quite relaxed and it was just for Australia and was a nice way to like I think I did one two main sessions and then that was it so I didn't have to do too much but it was enough to feel like I was there and you know getting over the jet lag and stuff yeah okay any uh really nice runs you did out there off off the track any uh dirt roads or gravel or um sort of nature-esque runs in training yeah Seattle was really nice so we were like based at the University of Washington sort of around the campus there and it's really green down in Seattle and we got really lucky with the weather apparently it normally rains there but it was beautiful and sunny and they have like a few really nice bike bike paths that also have like a little running trail next to them. Um, so I enjoyed running around there a lot um, and a few little foresty areas that you could go explore. So Seattle was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So you still got a enjoyment for the running off the track. Like do you enjoy breaking it up instead of running your repeat 400s over and over to get out and mix it up? Yeah, I mean, that's the cool part about being a distance runner compared to like some of the other events, obviously, where all they do is go to a track, whereas we can go out and explore different places. So it was really nice to get to do that. Excellent. And did you head over with Harry, your partner, um, or any family? Like, were you running with him at all? Or was it, are you solo? <laughs> I I went solo. My coach, Ben, did come over probably five days after I did, um, just because it was so last minute when I found out. and because of last year missing out we were just so concerned that maybe I wouldn't make it um 
so no one like Harry, my partner and my mum didn't book anything ahead of time. And by the time I was named in the team, it was very expensive. So they decided they wouldn't come this time. Um, but hopefully for next year, so we can have a bit more of a set plan in place and get them over there. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I think I'd be getting in trouble if I went to America without my family. <laughs> it just wouldn't yeah. happen. But yeah. um, you're there to compete. So um, talk through like the just the few days leading up to the event, um, how you prepared maybe mentally or with what you were eating, how you sort of calmed those nerves and then uh, on the morning beforehand as well or evening. Yeah. I, I'm not sure what time it was when you ran. <laughs> So, yeah, I um I ran at eleven a.m. so it was morning. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, the few the few days before, I mean, we'd only been in Eugene a couple of days, so like it was very much just trying to settle into Eugene and just keeping the routine really similar as similar as I could to what I'd normally do at home. So trying to get up at similar times and um, bre- you know, having breakfast, lunch, dinner as similar times as I could to home, and yeah, it was good because I was one I was the day two so there wasn't too much athletics happening before I competed so everyone was sort of in a similar situation they were all everyone was waiting to compete um so I just tried not to think about the race too much like usually once a day sort of in the evenings normally I'd think about my race plan and what I was going to do but other than that I didn't find I was thinking about it too much I was more just trying to stay present and just enjoy the environment and the experience and like soak it up and try and talk to as many people in the Australian team as I could and um you know find people to go for my jogs with and stuff and so it was just yeah finding little things each day just to like distract myself I guess so I didn't think about the race too much yeah Yeah. excellent and are you staying together at all or is it separate in terms of accommodation with the other athletes yeah, so this one was unique compared to other world champs, I was told. So we all stayed in the university campus in, like, university housing, so, like, in just big apartment buildings. So we had share rooms. I was with two other Australians, and then our whole Australian team were on the same floor of a building. Um, so we were all together, but then as well as that, there was, like, five or six other countries in the same building as well. So it was pretty pretty hectic, like, there was people everywhere and you're yeah running into people in the lifts and stuff from um other countries and like big names and yeah, yeah that's pretty, pretty cool. cool and do they yeah. does, does uh athletics australia support with with the nutrition and food at all are you on your own for that so there's a there was a dining hall at the bottom so that's all <laughs> provided for you so it was really cool you like down the bottom of our building there was five or six different little options for breakfast lunch and dinner um so there was like a pizza bar um normal like pasta bar with just some veg and meat and then I think there was like a sort of stir fry one and a salad one like there's just all these different options that you could just go and choose from like kind of buffet style I guess or like yeah. you just go with your tray and they put stuff in it's because it was just very like it's college college style like food but like it was nice like it was well done obviously for athletes so it was very healthy for the most part like they'd obviously put out ice creams and chocolates and little treats for dessert and whatnot but <laughs> yeah you need that too that's yeah. important 
that's yeah, important. Yeah. So the morning of, um, how how'd you sleep and um and and what did you eat then at eleven a.m. That's kind of an awkward time for a race, particularly in Australia. We tend yeah. to be racing at uh, you know six seven a.m. Mm. sort of latest. Um, how'd the nutrition go and the and the sleep going into that? Was it all right? Yeah, I actually slept well the night before my race, so that was good. Um, the night because the night before in the U.S. was like daytime here in Australia so sort of before I went to bed I had chats with uh, my partner Harry and my mom and just like chatted with them before I went to bed which was really nice um and then I woke up and pretty much just went downstairs had breakfast and then just got ready for the race so I think I would have eaten my meal at um probably eight or nine o'clock whatever three hours three hours before is and had a coffee and that was it really then I just got ready for the race and started warming up just over an hour before because you have a slightly longer cool room than in Australia I think it was about 25 30 minutes that I had to be in the cool room so I warmed up like a little bit earlier because of that um so yeah the morning it disappears quickly because you know you just I just didn't wake up crazy early I probably woke up at seven or eight o'clock um so by the time you wake up a bit later like your day just starts yeah, there and yeah and i was thinking all, it's all focused on the race yeah absolutely i was thinking it's probably a good thing you get like that sort of three hour window before you run yeah. um when you're racing yeah. in brisbane around the country in australia you've got to get up, if you want to if you've got a long you then i guess you've got to yeah. get up early and get the food in so a good amount of time there yeah. um and it was, what's yeah. your warm-up look like uh on that day and usually is it um having a guess here two two to three k um easier with some drills and strides would that be yeah the way you do it yeah so i had about a 15 minute jog i normally do so like three k about yeah. and then some drills and strides and try and get some hurdle stuff as well which was quite funny because of course, the, the morning that the steeplechase was on. So there was three heats for the steeplechase, so 45 athletes. But there also happened to be right after us the heats for the 100-metre men's hurdles. So the number of hurdles on the track was definitely not enough to um, be used by all the athletes. So there was, like, people were, like, stealing hurdles and, like, hiding them and coaches were, like, guarding sets of hurdles. It was crazy. And, like, we were obviously the first event and um like the first event but this the hurdle is warm up for a lot longer than steeplechase athletes do so we normally try and like go over two or three hurdles for like little drills and then go over one in like a 60 meter run through or for a bit longer and it was really hard because yeah everyone was trying to steal the hurdles it was crazy (laughs) oh it sounds wild so is that more is that more a mental thing to go over those hurdles to kind of yeah. have that positive outlook that you you can you can clear it and uh, go into the race uh, optimistic. Yeah, yeah, it's just to get in the in that mindset, yeah. just get the legs ticking over. Yeah, you don't you don't necessarily have to. And and I think I've I've done one steep one or two steeples before where I haven't even gone over a hurdle before I went on the track. But it's just good to get that movement pattern in and just mentally be like yep that's what I've got to do to stay nice and smooth because obviously in the steeplechase it's more about staying as smooth as you can over the barriers and 
not losing too much time. So just making sure you don't stutter into the hurdles is a good thing just to practice if you're a bit nervous and right before you go on the track. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good point. Uh, so how, how did the start of the race go and, and through the race? Did you have a specific plan in mind uh, and did that change at all given uh, the conditions or anything like that or the way that the race started? So we had, yeah, it was good a good day for distance running. It was pretty pretty mild temperatures in the morning, like I think low to mid-20s, and it was a bit overcast, so definitely wasn't too hot. Some athletes had really hot conditions if they raced in the afternoon, like it was sort of low to mid-30s some days, but we didn't have any of that. So, I mean, my real aim was just, I, like it was, it's my first experience at Worlds. I wanted to try and be with the group and be as competitive as possible and ultimately give myself the best chance to make the final. Um, going in, we probably thought sub 9.29 would make the final, like because last year at the Olympics, I think 9.28 was the slowest time to make the final. Um, and that did obviously change after the race, but that's what we've reflected on since. So you needed 9.23 or faster to make the final this year. So it was a really big jump. Um, but in my race, we went out at just under 9.30 pace and I held on for about 2K, which was really good. And then the last K, I got detached from the group and um, probably struggled a little bit through the last 800 metres when that's when it hits you in a steeple. But I was really happy with my first 2K and I was within sort of the top eight to 10 runners and that was where I thought I'd try and be for as long as I could. So I was happy with that. Yeah, yeah, it's great. And um, any idea of the splits there for your 400s uh, over and over and then also that like first 2K compared to the final K? Mm, no idea with the 400s because it's um, a short lap, so it's not quite 400. But the first K was about 3.05 or 3.06. And then the second K was about 3.08 to 3.10. So I think we went through 2K in like 6.16, which was technically a PB for me because in the time trial I did a few weeks earlier around 6.20. So I went through faster than I ever have in 2K. So, yeah, the last K was about 3.23 or 3.25. Yeah, so it was definitely a big difference. <laughs> yeah, you know, we've, we've seen that out there before. Liam Adams gave it a crack at the marathon. Yeah. I'm sure you've seen that. Yeah. Um, and I bring that up because I, I think it's uh, an admirable thing and a brave thing to do and maybe not always the smartest when we reflect in yeah. hindsight but at least you put yourself in that position to see if if something does happen then you can follow through with it and be in the right position uh, within the race so um was it one heat then a final and, and where'd you place and what time did you actually get in the end yeah so there was three heats of women and only one straight through to one final yeah. so it was pretty cutthroat they took top three in each heat automatic and then the next five fastest times across the three heats. So very competitive. Um, I placed 11th in my heat and 34th overall, which was an improvement on my ranking going in. I was, I was ranked about 40th going in. So it was, um, beat a few people that obviously on paper I wasn't meant to. So that was good. And I ran I think 944 in the end. 
944. So just let me check this. Um, was it was it actually your PB at the World um, Oceana Champs? Or was it – I'm looking at the uh, – I'm trying to remind myself of what uh, we spoke about months ago. Mm, it is my PB is from – so that's from last year, yeah. Yeah, I just caught the date actually, yeah, 2021. That's yeah. right, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're, yeah. you know, you're in the in the area and um, running pretty consistently. So I think um, you should only be happy with your efforts. But yeah, as athletes, we always like to reflect on the race. So if, if you yeah. think um, really specifically now about the race, would you have changed anything specifically or uh, no regrets with taking it out pretty firmly? No, no regrets at all. Um, I was really happy with with how I raced it and um, you know I thought my time would have been a little bit better but I just got so detached from the group that it was hard to like in my particular heat there wasn't a, a lot of girls in between either the front group or like right at the back so um, that's just something that I can work on in training and try and improve that last K so that it's a bit quicker um, but I was yeah really happy with how I went about it and you know, I didn't feel like I got pushed around too much in the first 2K and that can be a big thing with major championships is just getting used to racing with so many girls around you. Um, that's what everyone had told me going in, like any advice I'd gotten was about making sure you don't get shoved and especially with steeplechase. I mean, we're trying to go over barriers with, you know, 15 other other ladies all trying to beat each other. So it can get pretty pretty hectic to try and see the hurdles and then jump them and same with the water jump and making sure you get through all that safely. So, yeah, I was just happy to not have any incidents and, yeah, feel like I was in it for at least 2K. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Well, it's literally two-thirds of the race, so you've yeah. done pretty well. And um, I was going to ask you too, what was the total – do you know the total amount of women across all the heats? Was it over 50 then, was it? So it was meant to be 45, but I think we lost a couple before it started. So I think maybe it was 41 or 40. Yeah. 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 Um, oh, it's still a number of women. And we've got to remind ourselves that this this is supposed to be the best in the world. So mm. yeah. um, as much as 40-something in any capacity doesn't sound great, this is the, the world stage. So it's mm -hmm. an amazing, amazing feat that you should be happy uh, about. I guess my next question is about considering that event and moving forward, what what does Cara need to actually do to get faster in the 3,000 steeple? Is it the top-end speed, do you think? Or is it maintaining that that uh speed endurance when when it is getting tough and to hold it like in that third k yeah i think oh it's a it's a hard question to answer specifically because i think it'll take a bit of time to work out but i do think at the moment probably working on my top end speed will be important in the next sort of 12 months so bringing down my 1500 um and 3k times a little bit so just that I'm, I'm more comfortable at that faster pace that the girls are going to push in the steeplechase. Um, I think the distance and the endurance will come over time and hopefully by increasing Ks a little bit. Um, but, yeah, I think a bit more focus on 1,500 speed will be important too. Yeah, okay. And uh, maintenance of that. The long run seems to be about an hour, hour 15. About 13, 14K usually, is that right? 
Yeah, no, in, I normally will do 90 minutes, um, so 20K. Just the last few weeks um, haven't been doing one purely because I've been coming off travel and I did get COVID on my way back. So just a few little oh. things that I'm trying to get over. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So I'll hopefully get that back to 90 minutes and hopefully a little bit more, maybe an hour 45 mark. That'll be an aim for me. So it's sort of at both ends of the spectrum, to be honest, there's things I can work on, which is really good because um, if you don't have things to work on, you know, you're obviously at your, at your limits. So I think there's speed, speed side of things I can work on and also distance. I mean, I think in the steeplechase, if, not that you can do this, but if you worked out most people's Ks, on average, I think I was probably about 20 Ks less than everyone per week um even the two other Australians that I went over there with they're doing consistently more k's than me per week so that's something that realistically I need to up as well and it's just you know doing that over time I think will make a difference and age as well like a lot of the women in in the race that beat me I mean I'd say probably 90% of the women that beat me were five years older than me or more so to you know, I'm very on the younger end of the of the scale. So, yeah, hopefully all those things come together over time and result in some PBs. Oh, definitely. And what about, is there a consideration to run a few 800s even to put yourself in that position and uh, see see what you've got? I know, I know you, you definitely yeah. tend towards the 15 and 3, but is that a consideration to try and, promote that speed and competition and exposure to that kind of environment do you think definitely yeah I think I think there'll be a few few 800 races maybe not on a national level but definitely within Queensland I'm sure I'll race a couple and see see what happens yeah my coach has definitely mentioned that um in order to get that 1500 time down definitely have to do some 800s as well so that'll be fun (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking of the the series they run there at Cusack through summer um, to maybe yeah. get out and do a few there. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, that that's um that that that'd be interesting to see in those. But um, yeah, I think it seems like that variety you've got uh, down pat pretty well, and yeah, consistently at twenty k long run, it seems to be a, like a similar mark for most of the middle distance runners. Will do that ninety mm. minutes sort of twenty k ish long run. And um, are you incorporating? You can can you continue to incorporate hills in there to get faster on the flat track? Yeah, that's actually going to be a big one. Um, probably doing some more hill work. It's not something that is quite natural to me. I I do struggle on hills quite a lot, so I think that'll be another way that we can try and work on some speed and some strength in the next sort of six months leading into the season as well. Probably haven't done that much hill work this year so I think getting back in the trails and hopefully doing a few sessions over hills will be something that I look to to do Um, might even try and do world cross trial next year and as a bit of a see where we're at post doing all this extra work might (laughs) help with those right angles back at UQ if you get on the cross country circuit Yeah, yeah, exactly. I used to love cross country when I was younger, but it's just it's a little bit harder now. <laughs> so, well, well it's just it's a bit easier, isn't it? Just to stick to the track and what you know, and you've yeah. got the squad sorted out down there so at Sheldon, easy. yeah, pretty well. Yeah, 
But any yeah. but any specific races in the next well, I was about to say six months, but we're at end of August, so it's mm. the last third of the year. Well and truly. Yep. Any specific events. Like if you would pick one or two you're looking at mm. now, what which ones would you pick out of the next few months? So probably I think Noosa Bolt's the next one that I've actually yeah, got yeah. locked in. Yeah, so that one for sure. And then otherwise I'm not sure if they're bringing um, Zadapec, the National 10K, back into December or if it's going to stay in January. So if that comes back into December, I'll probably do it um, then. So that'll be this year. Um, and then maybe the Queensland 5K champs or unless I go and find another state 5K champs to do, I think that'll probably be the three for this year. Yeah, yeah. and Zadapec being 10,000, that's a 10,000 event, yeah. right? So are yeah, you 10, in a position to qualify right now or do you need to run a certain time by then? I think so. It depends what when they count the times from. I've definitely run under the time that you need to qualify, but I haven't run 10K for a while. So I think my last track one was two years ago and then last year I ran one on the road. So it depends if they technically count or if I need to do another one tomorrow. in order to qualify. So, yeah, hopefully <laughs> tomorrow. I think it's like 30 Five minutes, thirty-five thirty, maybe for is, the girls. So. Oh, okay. And do they run crazy. just to heats then a final, or is it just straight final? Because yeah, the women you, never get. You go there entries. and run a final. There's no heats there or anything. It's yep. just qualifying times. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Well, well, you should smash that tomorrow. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> I might Hopefully just pass so. you up that hill with your lack of hills. I know. And then I'll I see know, Cara flying away, past. I've, I've given away my weakness now. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be sorted after going up uh, the Gateway Bridge tomorrow. That's it for the rest of the oh, year. It's pretty steep. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, well, that that would be interesting to see what you got in the ten thousand, considering yeah. your training's been specific to uh, the, the World Champs and around that three thousand fifteen hundred meter mark. But you know, you've been doing yeah. the long runs too, so it's not like you're in a bad position. Yeah. I'm really excited to see how you go, and uh, we'll see you out there. Anything else yeah, um, on the radar then for you? No, that's about it. I'm back at uni this semester, so got a lot of work to do on that on that front um, and a placement at the end of the year. So got a few things going on, but that'll be good to have something other than running to focus on as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, I really appreciate you coming back on here, but uh, like I started with, it was all about hearing your experience at World Champs uh, and to... Uh, let you be heard and uh, to find the detail around all the logistics uh, in the insides into not just the running, but your experience over there. So yeah, if you're ever wanting to come back on it for a third time, we can do a, another update and um, yeah, looking forward to seeing how you go tomorrow and then in the track events coming up, particularly those 800s, that'll be definitely interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. It's great to great to get on here and chat about it. I haven't had much opportunity except for with people I know. So I really appreciate it. And yeah, I'll see you out there tomorrow. Hopefully, hopefully you run a fast time too. Maybe I'll use my pace off. <laughs> yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see how, how that works. And it, and if we can get to the yeah. front, I'm trying to work out what time to arrive and how to barge through the crowds. The, 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 it's sub 40, isn't it, for the front pack, which is actually about two to 300 people go sub 40. So It's going to be hectic, yeah. 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 Is Harry I doing know, it? Maybe use my... him to hold your hand and drag you through there. No, would you believe? He's no. um, down in Adelaide, actually. He's racing. I think his race will have just started. He's running National Cross. 
So crossing my fingers that that's going well right now. I think it's yeah. pretty muddy and cold down there, but I'm sure they'll have fun. Okay. We might have to get him back on the, uh, or him on the podcast for the first yeah, time. Yeah, definitely. A few, few name drops in the, in the last few episodes. <laughs> well, um, enjoy the rest of your day and take it easy before the big run tomorrow. See you out there. Thanks. You too. Yeah. Thanks, Carl. Yeah. Really appreciate it. Cheers.